Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in Him. I've got my cup of coffee, my Javalia coffee, and I'm enjoying a cup. I hope you're enjoying a cup wherever you are listening from. This is a podcast where we celebrate all things freedom in Christ. The Son has set us free. Amen. Hallelujah. Freedom is amazing. We talk about that and how that can impact every area of our lives. This is not just a concept. This is not just something you read about in Scripture. But for you, Christian, freedom is yours now. It's His gift to you. You have it. And now we talk about how we can live from this. And so we're talking about emotions. We're talking about emotional freedom. And I want to kind of wrap this series up today with with tying a bow. If you've missed the last couple of episodes, we talked about you know emotions and where kind of how they how they develop that emotions emotions are actually neutral, but oftentimes we've just numbed them or denied them or not and, and you know and all those kind of thing repressed them all those kind of things. So we just don't want to feel what we're feeling or we're living from our feelings. And we talked about kind of the origin of of, of emotions and how they're connected ultimately to beliefs. Okay, so it's not really about fixing or stopping emotions, but it's what am I believing about the emotion? What's the root of it? Okay, what belief is it connected to? And if it's a lie, then I'm going to respond out of that. Then the second thing, second episode we talked about was just giving a language to it, like f- being free to express it. So yes, we don't want to live from our emotions, but we want to be free to to uh, experience and express. So we talked about giving a, giving a language, giving putting words to it, because then ultimately, if I'm feeling something, then what is it connected, what belief is it connected to? And so today I want to kind of, I've, I've titled this Trusting God with Our Emotions and Living from His Spirit. So I want to kind of go through this because ultimately, again, we're not called to live from our emotions but to recognize them and to ultimately go to the deeper source. Source is always the issue. What am I living from? Am I living from my emotions or am I living from another life source, which is Christ in me? And this is where freedom comes is being able to acknowledge the emotions, not denying, repressing, stuffing, not talking about or expressing. No, having an emotional awareness, but also interpreting then what is this connected to? Why am I feeling what I'm feeling? Why am I so angry in this situation? Why am I and and it's and and then what belief then is connected and oftentimes a false belief that's connected to this emotion. Okay. So oftentimes we if someone if someone gets mad, let's just use the word mad, someone gets mad for you know, for instance, the person typically says they got mad because of an external situation or external circumstance. And while that may be initially true, we're ultimately responding to that situation or that external circumstance based on a belief. So that external search, uh, situation causes a causes an emotional reaction, anger, mad, right? I'm mad. But ultimately, we, the, we, we're perceiving it, we're perceiving it, we're interpreting it, through the grid of our beliefs, okay? I've used this before. So somebody cuts me off in traffic, I'm mad. So my belief is, well, nobody's supposed to do that. Everybody's supposed to drive the way I want them to. So if that's my belief, then then I'm responding out according to that belief versus I can still be mad, somebody cut me off, but I'm not going to let that person have control over me. I'm not going to respond in an ungodly way 
because my belief is now, honestly, people aren't going to drive the way I want them to. Okay, That's kind of a little bit of a silly example, but it's an example of how it happens in our lives. Okay. So again, and I want to talk. So so we trust God. We we need to be free first and foremost. Again, to express our emotions. I hope that you've been able to get. I, I really went through some questions the last time, last few times about giving names, giving an awareness to that. But that's not enough. So recognizing the emotion is the first part of it. What is the emotion? Okay, putting a name to it. Okay. So I want to kind of go through this. This little bit of it, because here, here's the bottom line is there's so much, the bondage that you're in and the behaviors that you that you are struggling with is not because of, you can't just stop behaviors. It's because of false beliefs. The bondage that you're in are not even to your emotions, but you don't, or you're not interpreting the emotions in a godly way. Um, because Jesus had emotions, God created us to have emotions to be able to feel and experience the world around us to take stuff in, but to ultimately then not live by everything that we see and feel, but ultimately live by faith in another source and him as our source. So the bondage comes not in our behaviors and in our emotions, the bondage comes in the belief systems and thoughts that are connected to the emotions and the behaviors. Okay, so in other words, I'm believing a lie, therefore I'm thinking a lie, and then I'm my emotion is connected to those lies, and then I'm responding out of a lie. Okay, so so that's the first kind of so the the first way of saying this is to recognize what first of all I've got to recognize that I'm in bondage to my emotions and to the behavior. The bondage in the behavior is bondage to a lying belief. Okay, so that recognizing what is that. I've got to I've got to recognize what the emotion is, and and put it put a name to it, and then recognize. So this first part is kind of the recognition phase, recognition. What is the emotion? Putting a language to it. Second part is recognizing what is the belief that goes with that. Okay, what is the lying belief that is that is, and, and so that's the and, and recognizing that I'm actually. The reason why I'm in bondage to this, it's a stronghold. It's a stronghold of belief and thought, not a stronghold of emotion and behavior. Because behavior won't change consistently until the stronghold of belief and thought is replaced with God's truth. That's going to be kind of the third phase. So, so we're starting in the beginning of the bondage part of this here where I'm in bondage to my emotions. I'm in bondage to, the, to a reaction to a situation or trigger. So stress happens in life. Uh, and so there's an emotional trigger, and my normal response is to go to look at pornography. That's my normal behavior, and I can't stop looking at it. So I just think I, I must not be enough, or I must not be doing enough, or I got to get rid of these emotions, or I got to get rid of stress in my life. All those things can be helpful, okay? Get rid of, you know, but, but the reality is that we're all going to have stress in our lives. We're all going to have situations that are going to come up that are going to cause an emotional reaction. God designed it this way. And he designed it this way for us to live from him in union with him, his spirit in us, his life in us, to draw us, to woo us back to, to that, and to live from this inside out of him as my life, him as my source. And I don't, everything that I see and I'm feeling is not the true reality of who I am. And so, so that's the invitation. We learn this, and that's what I'm going to kind of talk through today. We learn, we learn how to trust God with our emotions because ultimately He is our life. He is our source. They're not a true reality of what is going on. So if I've gone to pornography because of these stresses in my life, 
what I've got to do is I've, I'm not just got to get better in my behavior. I've got to there's there's a bondage to a belief that I'm just reacting. This stress comes, and this is my only option. This is my only coping. This is my only way of dealing with life. No, I have another life source. I can choose to live from another. Okay, so that's kind of first. So then the second part of this is now that I've now that I've uh, recognized, identified. So identify, recognize is the word I use. I've recognized the the emotion. I've recognized. I'm surely recognizing the behavior, but now I'm also recognizing that the emotion is connected to the false belief. This is I have now an awareness. This is what I'm believing. Most people don't know what they believe. They don't know what their lying beliefs are. And so that that comes up. So, okay. So now what so then the second part of this then is what I call the re, the rejection part. Okay. So now now that now that I have identified it, I've recognized it. Okay, the second phase if you will, this this and this is all about trusting God. Now I, I'm I'm rec, I'm rejecting this. I'm giving this this is where I'm re, I'm re, I'm realizing that I've been living out of this. Um, I've been living out of my emotions. I've been in this, you know, destructive behavior or whatever. But ultimately, I'm 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 living from an emotional response, a trigger, instead of living from the way God designed it, living from another, living from His life in me. So the rejection then says, "Well, wow, that's not true. My emotions are not the greatest reality of what's going on in my life." It's often a recognition of something's going on within me, within my thoughts and beliefs, in the soul. This is the soul, or the soul activity, because your spirit's good. It's sealed. It's sealed. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. But knowing the difference between soul and spirit, and knowing the difference between with your emotions, which live in your soul, which exist in your soul. Okay, your feelings are in your soul, your mind, will, and emotions. Okay, so this is what's this is what's going on. This is what the, the work that God wants to do to make you aware that even though I'm feeling this, what is true? What is true? So I can reject the lie. I can reject that I don't have to live that way. And I so that's the third part. That's the second part. I'm sorry. I can reject that it's it's um it's this is not true of me. I may somebody I may feel like this is the only thing that I can respond with. Looking at pornography, whatever. But what is the truth? The truth is that's not what I really want. I'm dead to that sin. I'm in union with Christ. I have His Spirit and life in me. I don't need that. I don't want that. That's not true life. I can reject that. I don't have to live out of this emotional response. But first of all, the first step I've done is I've recognized how I've I'm in bondage to that. So now I'm rejecting it. But these two things alone are not enough either, because just recognizing it. Uh, and I get a lot of guys to this phase of recognizing their emotional world, putting putting language to it, then rejecting lying, but you know, and they're recognizing lying beliefs, and then they're now rejecting it. But then the third part of this is is the replacement part. You know, this is where God now God's truth is going to come in, and there's going to be a new root, a new belief system, if you will. Now I'm choosing to believe. What is already true of me? If I've believed my whole life that I'm worthless and some situation comes up in my life and I'm, I have a, a emotional, a, an emotional response and it reenacts, it, re, it brings up again that, that belief of being worthless, which is what my core lying belief was, then I'm responding out of that belief. And that happened to me all the time when some situation, when some stressor in life, oh, you can't get this done, Matt, you're just, you're just worthless, you're not going to be able to do it. That had to be recognized as, as connected to an emotional response 
and, and, and a lying belief, and then it had to be rejected. That's not true of me, God. Renew my mind to the truth. This is the goal. Okay, then my now my emotions are connected to truth, even though I may be feeling worthless in the moment. I'm actually, no, I'm not. And then so so the goal is renewing the mind to truth. Emotions are connected now to truth, and then my response is out of truth. It's a godly response based on faith. This is the goal. The goal is not to stuff emotions, to get rid of emotions, to deny it. But now if I'm I can feel what I'm feeling and now it's connected to truth, this is where freedom comes in. This is where freedom is experienced. God's truth. Now I'm believing God's truth. I'm thinking God's truth. The emotions are still there, but now the emotions, I can still feel. Sometimes I may feel insecure. I may feel unworthy. I may feel ashamed. I may, but now it's connected to God's truth. And so I can still feel those things. And I'm not there. They don't have the same impact or weight they once did because now I'm embracing and believing and accepting. God's truth. And this is all supernaturally done through the Holy Spirit. He does it through revelation. He gives us an awareness of our emotions. He gives us a recognition of our false beliefs. And this is super, this is not about learning more stuff. This is about a revelation. This is where the Spirit comes in. The Spirit of God, which is living in you, in union with your spirit, is now testifying, Matt, you're not worthless. You are fully worthy in me, and now I still have a choice to believe that and to think that. This is not a magic pill of just because I affirm it that it's going to automatically, no, it's going to automatically start. This is a process. This is the renewing of the mind. The renewing of the mind is a process, okay? So I'm accepting that affirmation of what God's worth, finding God's worth in me. And then as I continue to choose that, God renews my mind. I continue to choose it. Yes, yes. Yes, and you have to get specific about this. This is why your your emotional freedom and this freedom from these lying beliefs come from um, specific, you know, not just generalities. You got to get specific. What are the feeling? That's why putting a language to your emotions and feelings are so important. And then also then putting a specific lying belief, which I've done a series on those previous to this. So if you've missed those, go back. But there is a lying belief connected to that emotional response. So if I'm feeling unworthy, I'm actually believing I am unworthy. That's what my false belief was. And so when thoughts and when stressors would come in, when circumstantial things would come in, when things would happen to me, the the emotional response was, well, I feel unworthy, but then I actually believed that I was. That had to be transformed. That That had to be recognized, rejected, and then replaced with God's truth. And this is all through his... And then the fourth part of this, then now is I can respond. How am I... Because here's here's ultimately what's going to happen is your, your belief systems are going to prove themselves one way or the other. So in other words, if I go to pornography, I'm going to be miserable because it's proving that that's I'm not made for that. I don't really want that. The Spirit of God lives in me. That's not who I am anymore. I know there's no, nothing about that that I want. So it's going to prove that. Or if I'm expressing and, 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 and responding in a godly way, I'm actually expressing Christ in me. I'm going to prove it in the way of being fulfilled, being content, having my needs met. I don't have to live out of my emotions. because So one way or the other, how you respond is going to reveal and prove uh, one way or the other what you're living. It's going to either prove 
that you are choosing the flesh, choosing this ungodly response, and you're going to be miserable, frustrated, unfulfilled, or you're choosing to trust Christ, depend on Him as your life, and you're going to discover that um, that you're expressing His life in you. And this is why it's so important to know union, to know source, because this is what you're now invited to live from His life in you. Okay, this is how this is how freedom is now experienced in this. And I want to kind of end this with again a little bit of a, 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 a and I've done a series on this in the past, the difference between body, soul, and spirit. But really, I think one of the great things that we can learn in spiritual growth can be for us in your emotional growth is knowing the difference between soul and spirit. And I'll try to put a link, if I can, to an episode I did about, I did three episodes on body, soul, spirit. But just to give a generality to end this episode with that is the difference between soul and spirit. Soul, again, is your mind, will, and emotions. This is where God is in process of renewing your mind to the truth of who you already are, what you already have. Okay, your mind, will, and emotions, your, your thinker, your chooser, and your feeler. That's your soul. And I'm going to use an example. Your spirit, okay, before I get to that, your spirit, which is which is not the Holy Spirit, okay, at salvation, God gave you a new human spirit and then joined his Holy Spirit to yours. You're in this union, Christ in me, oneness with Christ, okay, that you are now be it's 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 secure, it's sealed, it's it's one, it's 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 not changing. It's not transforming. Your mind's being renewed to what you already have, but your spirit is good. It's sealed. It's it's set apart. It's 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 alive in Christ. It's it's whole. It's complete. It's all of that. Okay. So the idea is that we are to draw and to live from that the spirit of God in us, which is testifying to our spirit, and then that's that's designed then to renew our minds. And then our emotions are still there, and then we express we express it through our actions. But we're choosing to live by faith. We're setting our mind. We're choosing by faith to trust the Spirit of God. And it's an inside-out way of living. So I want to give this a little example. This may be this may be a little bit confusing to you. Hopefully not. But I want I want you to imagine. So I don't know. I've got little stick figures here. I've got actually. So uh, four stick figures, but take out whatever you need. Four four objects, okay. And so I want you to put uh, the first object there that you're going to put closest to you is is the body, okay. The second object you're going to put right behind the body is the soul, okay. Then the third object, third and fourth object, you're going to put right next to each other. They're together, if you will. I've got my little stick figures here. <laughs> But you're going to put them together, and they're joined together. This is your human spirit and the Holy Spirit joined in, in, in union, okay? So I want to give you this visual. If you don't have these, just pick whatever's around what you have and just put one as, as the body closest to you, the next one is the soul, and then your spirit and the Holy Spirit joined together, <laughs> okay? So God designed life for us to interpret, to get information from the outside right the externals through our body through our senses through through all of that and to go in and be filtered through the soul okay so we're we're getting input from the world around us we're getting you know we we someone's cooking a meal and we smell 
we smell that. We, we take that in through our body, through the senses, right? And it goes into our soul. Oh, and that may bring us back to a memory of, some, of a meal that was cooked. So just giving you an example of how. So God set this up this way. This is our humanity, body, soul, spirit, okay? And, and, but, how, but how he designed it is for our soul. So if you have a little stick figure, I've turned my soul little person here back toward the spirit, which is my human spirit and the Holy Spirit join. I am supposed to interpret things. The, the way God set it up is for things to come in through the body and through the mind, through the soul, but then to live from the inside, live from the spirit. What is true? Even though I'm experiencing this from the body, experiencing this through the emotions, through my soul, I'm meant to live from an eternal place, from a place that is one, from a place that is a rest, okay? Uh, not from what I see and feel and think uh, all the time, because that's not always going to be a barometer of truth, okay? So um, so the soul of a person who is is an unbeliever is completely and totally getting their information externally, all of it's external because they don't have the Holy Spirit inside of them. They're still dead in their sins, and they're still separated from God, and they're still spiritually dead. So they don't have a, the Holy Spirit connected to their human spirit, and so they're not able to get any type of renewing of the mind because they're still not in Christ. They're still separated from God. Okay, um, so so yes, God is wooing the unbeliever. First of all, to receive him for forgiveness of sin and for new life, okay? But for us, we this all happened. We already have this at salvation, but we don't really know what we have. Okay. So so really, and I've gone I went through this in the series, all three parts of us are good to go. They're all they all belong to God. Even though our soul is being renewed, okay, uh, our mind's being renewed. It's still good to go. It's still heaven ready. It still belongs to Jesus. Our spirit most definitely does. Our soul absolutely is good to go. And our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Christ lives in us. And so all three are good to go. Okay, so go back and listen to that series if you... And it was about a year plus ago, so you'd have to go back a little ways. But um, say, okay, so... But until a person knows union, until you know union, until you know source then your soul is still getting most of its information externally. This is where you're living out of your circumstances and you're living out of your feelings. So then turn that little person back toward the body because that's where you're mostly getting your... Sure, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit in you is still reminding you, but that voice is... You're not hearing that voice because you're getting most of your information from your feelings and from the body, the circumstances. This is what I was talking about about having emotional awareness. But the, the so so that's 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 where if so if we don't know union, if we don't know source that I have the life of Christ in me, then it still remains turned mostly the soul still mostly externally focused. It's outwardly focused mostly. God's still joined to our spirit. We still have all this. But we're taking most of our information. We're processing it mostly externally uh, from, and we're getting our life mostly from the pleasures of this world, the pleasures of the body, the pleasures of the world, the pleasures of whatever's. We just don't want to feel and think and and have things that are not going to be be comfortable. Okay, but it wasn't. It wasn't. 
our soul wasn't created that way. Our soul was created to, to get life from, to drink from the source of living water, which is Christ in us. So here, here is Christian growth. Here's emotional growth. This is, this is where trusting, the title of this episode, Trusting God with My Emotions, but then also learning to live from the Spirit. That was the second part of this. Is it, Okay, now, I, something happens in my life, okay? Uh, something, Some emotional response is there. But God is wooing me back, wooing my soul, okay? Wooing my mind, my will, and my emotions to live from the fascination with the outer, the externals, the feelings, the, the, the pleasures of this world, the pleasures of the body, and he's wooing me with a fascination with the inner man, the inner person, the Spirit of God joined in my spirit. This union, this is what he's doing. He's continually trying to turn my soul back to, so turn that little that little person back towards the Spirit. That's the inside-out living. So this growing in your emotions, growing in your emotional awareness, growing in Christ doesn't mean that you're trying to figure out your behavior and getting all these destructive behaviors together or getting all your emotions on some, I got to feel good all the time and never feel bad. No, the entirety of our Christian life is learning to live from Christ himself. And so the soul now is turned inward. I'm receiving input outwardly, but that's not everything. That's not full reality of what I'm seeing and feeling. Okay, There's something else going on from an eternal perspective which is Christ in me. The entire process of this is God wooing me back to live from the Spirit, wooing you back to live from the Spirit. I'm aware of my emotions now. The circumstances aren't good, but I can live from another. I can live from His life in me. This is learning to trust God. God, I give you this pain right now. I give you this emotional. uh, I give this to you, but I'm trusting that there's something else I can't see, and my feelings are not a barometer of what's true. I'm in union with you. I've got everything I need. I feel insecure right now, Lord, but I know that because you're wooing me back, you're turning my soul back to live from the Spirit and focus on what I have in you, that I'm fully secure in you. And, I, and, you, and that's a choice we make. That's, that's spiritual growth. That's emotional growth, emotional maturity and awareness. When you begin to see that I can feel what I'm feeling, but choose to live from him as my source. That's when you know you're experiencing Christ as your life. People ask me, well, you talk a lot, Matt, about Christ as your source, Christ as your life. This is how it works in our lives. This is how we experience it. God's always wooing us back, wooing our soul to turn back from the living out of the externals and living what we can see and feel and touch and smell and taste to living from the eternal reality, the eternal and internal reality of Christ in me. So let's say that's what it is. Let's say you're feeling insecure. Something happened and you're, you're, you know, you thought, you thought maybe, maybe the circumstance in your life was you had a, you had a, a financial hardship. That was the circumstance. And then it created in you a feeling of insecurity. Well, I'm insecure. I wasn't able to provide for this. This, this, this financial thing happened. So here it is, right? And so this feeling of insecurity comes in, but here's, here's where this plays out. I'm giving you a practical example. God's wooing your soul to, yes, doesn't deny the reality. You don't deny the reality of the financial hardship. You recognize it. You you recognize the emotional reaction. I'm feeling insecure, but Christ, you've got this. 
I'm going to live from another source. I'm going to choose to live instead of trying to fix my emotion, trying to change a circumstance. I can live from you as my source, you as my as, as, as this union that I have in you, and I'm going to draw my life because you're wooing me back to trust you, to depend on you in the midst of this circumstantial hardship, in the midst of this feeling insecure. I'm going to, I'm going to use, I'm going to use all of that to woo you back, to woo you back, Matt, to trust me for your security, to live from me. That's how this works. That's how we're invited to 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 live from this. So let's say that the that the, the you know the circumstantial thing is there's there's just a lot of stressor in your life. Your marriage is not going very well. So you've chosen pornography. That's the destructive behavior. But your but your lying belief is you're unworthy and you'll never be free of this. God's wooing you back. He's saying that he's saying you don't need that. You've got everything you need in me. Turn your soul from getting your needs met from the external and turn it toward me from the life and drink deeply from the cup of living water that you have in me. That's that's emotional awareness, that's emotional growth, that's that's freedom. That's freedom. God wants to and here's what he, he wants he's he wants to woo us back in every area of our lives where we're focused externally. Wow, let me say that again. God wants to woo us back in every area of our lives where we're focused externally. So that's a great question to end with here. Where are you focused externally? Is it trying to get these behaviors, all these destructive fleshly behaviors all in order? Is it trying to get your feelings all? Is it trying to fix all these circumstances? Is it trying to get other people to to meet your needs? Whatever that is, identify it, recognize it. Reject that that's not your true life and then replace it with God's truth that he is your life. He wants to woo you back in every area of your lives to satisfy all of your needs in him. And this is the heart of, that's the heart of living from Christ as your life. I'm taking these emotions. I'm taking these emotions that I have. They're not good or bad. They're just what I'm feeling. And Lord, ultimately, what is true, and I want to live from you as my life. You're wooing me back. He's wooing you back in every area of your life. Maybe it's unforgiveness right now. You're just feeling un, unforgiving toward another person, or you're feeling that you're not being forgiven by God. But what is true? He's wooing you back in the area of forgiveness. It may be in your relationships. It may be in this in the in in some fleshly behaviors that you're dealing with. But do you see what this is? Do you see where this this growth comes in? This freedom comes in. You know that Christ in you is your life. You know that Christ in you is your life. God's intention with the soul and with these emotions is to turn the soul toward the spirit back to him, which is already in union with his spirit. And he wants us to choose that. He's inviting us to choose that, to live from this inner knowing, this inner revelation. And this all happens by the supernatural revelation of Christ in us. This this emotional growth is not... And striving to get something we don't already have, it's actually recognizing what we do already have in Jesus. I can admit my feelings. I can admit that a circumstance is hard, but that's not my source. That's Christian growth. That's, that's freedom. It's letting the Spirit woo us back. Woo our soul back to Him. 
And now we're so preoccupied with him. We're so drinking from him. We're so fulfilled. And that all those other things don't have the same impact that they once had. That lure of pornography, that lure of, of whatever coping mechanism I was using doesn't have the same impact because I'm now so preoccupied with Christ in me that I don't have to live from those other sources anymore because that's not my real life anyway. That's not my real life anyway. So trust God with your emotions. Trust God with your circumstance. Yeah, absolutely. But trust that his life in you is your source for freedom. And allow him to woo you back in every area of your life. Because if it's a struggle with pornography, saying no to that behavior is not enough. It's saying yes to something so much better, which is Christ in you. And now how will we respond? How will you respond? Because you're going to prove it either way. You're going to prove it by still going to that same fleshly behavior and being miserable, frustrated, discontent. Or you're going to prove it by trusting what you have from the Spirit of Christ in you and being fulfilled and being content and being secure because Christ is your life and He's meeting your needs and you're embracing the freedom that you already have. That's the freedom journey. That's emotional awareness. That's emotional health and growth. I pray that for you. I want to I end this with a prayer today. Lord, just thank you so much for your truth. Thank you so much for your word. And, and you are wooing us back. Whoever's listening to this right now, Lord, you're, you're wooing them back to be preoccupied with you, the, this union that, that, that they have with you, Lord, that your spirit's joined to their spirit and you're in every area of their lives, whatever that may be, whatever's hardship circumstantially, it doesn't mean denying that, Lord. We, yes, we pray for that because you're working in that. Remind them that you're working in them to constantly be that voice of truth, to constantly woo them back to trusting and depending on you as their life, as their source. That's my prayer for each one listening to this right now. Thank you for the freedom that we have in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Please reach out to us. We really do appreciate your listening to this podcast. Uh, reach out to us. We do one-on-one coaching. We have a men's group that's going. We've got some exciting things coming up. So uh, really, just stay stay tuned with us. Uh, if you'd like to support this podcast, a couple ways you could do that financially, supporting it through through a Patreon. There's another couple uh, another way to do that through here, but also spreading the message, sending this to someone who may, you may know could benefit from this, and leaving a review for us on Apple Podcasts uh, or whatever platform that you can do that on. So thank you again. And as we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time.